welcome to the good old days of radio show. This is John Teftiller, your host. It's Thursday. We are getting very close to wrapping up our adventure series, Top 10 Adventure Shows of Vintage Radio. Today we're going to do an episode of the Columbia Workshop. Columbia meaning CBS, as in Columbia Broadcasting System. Uh, Columbia Workshop started in the late 30s and was revived again after World War II. This particular one is from the revival from March 2nd, 1946. Uh, the title is Slim, and it's all about a, uh, a hobo, I believe. So we will uh, listen to that, and I'll have more to say after the show. So we'll uh, give it a go. Here we go. The Columbia Workshop is on the air, presenting radio's foremost laboratory of new writing and production techniques. called Slim. It is the work of John Haywood Lovelace. The musical score was specially written and is being conducted by Gail Kubik. Slim is produced and directed by Howard G. Barnes. The Columbia Workshop presents Slim. He came from over the horizon and stood strangely against the sky like a cloud, a rain cloud lost from the storm. Yes, he was like a lonely cloud seeking to shed a blessing of rain on some withered root, seeking to shade a slender blade of green grass from the severe sun. It was in September, early September, before the fall frosts had spread their chill across the California mountains. Unpicked grapes had shriveled on the vine and hung dry in the soft breeze. Seemed funny as I stood there and picked a handful. It was the only thing I had to eat all day. I left San Francisco early that morning and headed east. Hitchhiking was bad, and it wasn't until evening that I reached Colfax at the base of the Sierra Nevada Range. The afterglow of the sunset made the sky overhead a dull, lingering red. The surrounding mountains were black monsters silhouetted against the coming night. Lights began to flicker on in many of the houses, and in the distance, I could hear the wheeze of locomotives in the railroad yards. I made my way across the maze of silver rails and boxcars until I stood near a warehouse. I dropped my pack on the platform and sat down to ease my weary legs. Going over? Huh? Going over the Great Divide? Gee, I, I must have fallen asleep. I didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. You look like you've been traveling. <laughs> yeah, trying to hitchhike east, but the going isn't so good. Never riding automobiles myself. Stick to trains. Always sure where you're going. Well, sit down. Oh, thanks, kid. 
When is the next train going over? Oh, around nine o'clock. I don't have a watch. Never worry about the time, kid. There's plenty of that. I'd say it's about eight. Well, how do you know? Oh, I just look at the stars. They're never wrong. The stars? Mm-hmm. That's right. I looked at the man beside me. Even though it was dark, I could see the gaunt features of his face. His cheekbones punched a tight skin. And there was a light in the hollowness of his eyes that reminded me of the last glowing coals of a warm fire. His hair was long from lack of care and stained from being washed in smoke. Smoke of a thousand freight trains. He shifted and looked across the yards at a signal light, and I heard the tolling of a church bell. I remembered then that the day was Sunday. Evening services were about to begin, and the bell was ringing out the time. Six, seven, eight. It was eight o'clock. The figure beside me was dark against the dark. Uh, there's a bit of a chill in the air tonight. Are you going over? Yep, I'll be on that train. Where do you catch it? This your first time, ain't it, kid? That's right. Well, you just stick with me. We'll make it. I've never ridden on a freight before. It's not so bad. Maybe a little cold up in the mountains. Say, I just remembered. I have some sugared figs in my pack. Do you want some? No, thanks. Don't seem to be hungry right now. I got them in Frisco this morning before I left. Been saving them. You go ahead and eat. Don't mind me. Well, you can have some if you want them. Had a set down last night. Never ate so much in my life. <laughs> well, yes, but that was last night. One regular meal about every two days is my limit. By the way, I guess we might as well introduce ourselves. My name is... Names aren't important, kid. It's what you are that counts. Well, yeah, but if we're going to... I've found that some of the best names are on the worst kind of people. Some of the best people have no name. So I'll just call you kid, all right? And what'll I call you? Folks call me Slim. Well, glad to know you, Slim. Where are you from? Oh, I ain't from no place in particular. Got a recollection of some sunsets. Been around a number of watering holes. <laughs> I can't tell you just where. Have you traveled much? I've seen a lot in my day. Some pretty, some not so pretty. Saw a kid fall off the rods. Watched a dame knife a bow for a dime. Best jail I ever was in was in Key West. But you stay away from the chain gang states. <laughs> Rats won't even live in them holes. Yeah, the cops picked me up in Los Angeles. Ah, uh, don't get me wrong, I ain't kicking. Been around quite a bit, some of it not so pretty, but I ain't beefing. Yeah. I've worn denim so long that the stink in them would make a skunk fade. Had cinders so thick in my hair I couldn't comb it. And I've been so hungry that my stomach wrapped itself around my spine. <laughs> yeah, I've been around quite a bit. I'm from Chicago myself. Huh? Ridden many a hot shot to chai. Drags in the panhandle. Picked up a lot of loose change in D.C. Stood in plenty of soup. <laughs> They must be making a train. Yeah, that's ours. They put on about 100 cars before they highball. Might as well walk over that way, kid. Hey, don't forget your pack. He turned as he spoke and motioned for me to follow. 
There was experience in his walk as he made his way through the shadows. Once or twice he seemed to disappear. And then I discovered that he was just ahead of me. My nervousness at the idea of riding a freight train became less as I followed him. She'll be pulling out soon. They're waiting for the pusher. Pusher? Mm-hmm. They put a locomotive on behind to help push her up the grade. Ah, they're taking out the slack. Careful, don't get out in the light. Might be a railroad detective around. We'll catch it on the right side, kid. No danger of falling between the cars if you miss. Oh, aren't we going to ride inside? <laughs> this is a fruit train. All them cars sealed tighter than tombs. I must be having trouble with the brakes. Quiet, kid. Here comes someone. <laughs> Just a brakeman. It's the highball. Aren't we going to get on? No. Let her roll before we flip her, kid. Take your time. Don't hurry. When? Not yet. Now, kid. Run alongside. Yeah, that's it. Grab the ladder. Get a grip. All right. Jump. Come on, Slim. Get aboard. You'll miss it. All right, kid. All right. Slim! Slim! There was no answer to my call. Suddenly, I realized that I was hanging on the side of a speeding train. Cheerfully, I climbed the iron ladder, my shoes scraping on the car and the wind tearing at my hair. I pulled myself over the edge and lay flat on the catwalk, breathing heavily from an unknown fear. What had happened to Slim... Well, that wasn't bad. Slim. For a beginner, you got real talent. But I thought you... Nope, there I am. Ah, that breeze feels nice. Smell that smoke? That's oil. No coal burners on this run. Slim stood tall against the wind. His shirt front slapping his stomach and the tattered legs of his pants billowing like balloons. There was a smile on his lips as he watched the black smoke of the lead engine swirl into the night air. Sorry if I scared you, kid, but there's no use getting on too close to the front engine. If you do, you eat smoke instead of watching. It is pretty, isn't it? Yeah. Man-made clouds. And blacker than the night. Riding tops isn't the best thing in the world, but you sure do get to see the scenery. Do you always ride tops? Mm-hmm. Most of the time. I've ridden on flatties and in reefers. Like I say, you can see more from on deck. Well, I guess maybe I'm green, but what's a reefer? Yeah, that's what we're riding on, the refrigerator car. When they don't put ice in them, you can ride in the ice compartment. Yeah, speaking of ice, that wind is getting colder. Yeah, we're starting up the canyon. Oh, that's the lead engine. Everything okay. That's the pusher. How high do we go? Oh, about a mile. Better break out that blanket of yours. Yeah, I guess it will help. Look to the east, kid. Yeah? Now, watch after we're around this curve. It's the moon. Mm. Frozen to the top of the Sierras and a sky full of stars. Say, this blanket does help. 
Come on, sit down here and you can share it. Uh, no thanks, kid. But you've only got on a shirt over your skin. It ain't cold anymore. Well, I certainly can feel it. Now you just wrap up and sit there and I'll go up front and see if there's an empty. Okay, Slim. Hurry back. Be careful. All right, kid. All right. He leaned into the wind and started walking toward the front of the long train. I watched his specter-like body grow fainter and fainter. For long moments, I waited, my body quivering with its first chill. I drew the blanket tight about me and looked once again in the direction Slim had gone. Someone was coming along the catwalk through the darkness. He came closer. Slim! Slim, did you find it? What's that? Did you find the empty? No empties on this train, Bo. Oh. oh, I thought you were Slim. Oh, just the brakeman. Ah, it's a cold night to be riding on top. Why did you wait till tomorrow? Well, I... The way things look, it's going to be below freezing by the time we reach the top of the range. Oh, I've got a blanket. Well, you need it, and then some. Hey, you must be in an awful hurry to make this trip tonight. Where are you going? Chicago. Well, you still got a long way to go. I'll tell you what you might do. Try taking the spur line at Borey, Wyoming. Get off at LaSalle Junction, Colorado, and catch a hotshot cattle train from Denver. That'll get you home in 31 hours. Where did you say? Borey. That's uh, just west of Cheyenne. Still a long ride. Well, gotta check on things. Hey, you seem to be the only hobo on this train. I guess the coal scared most of them off. But Slim is up front someplace. Slim? Yeah, the fellow I'm traveling with. On this train? He went that way to see if he could find an empty. Oh, there ain't anyone on this train besides you. Not up front, anyway. No empties, either. But he just went that way a little while ago. I didn't meet anyone. Didn't see anybody. Are you sure? He's a tall fellow. Well, if he did go up that way, he's not there now. Might have fallen off. Rough trip. Take it easy, Bo. I sat there, stunned. Fallen off. Oh, no, Slim couldn't have. Slim knew the ropes. The air was becoming colder. The moon had risen higher over the mountains, and its crescent spread a pale light through the canyon. I looked over the side of the car, and then I pulled back in fear. The train was now creeping along the edge of a jagged cliff. A river lay far below. That's the American River, kid. Slim! Looks like a silver ribbon down there. But the brakeman said... Didn't that... find any empties, but there's a car up ahead that's not as high as these regular reefers. We can lay on it and let the front car buck the wind. Oh, yeah. Uh, the brakeman said it was really going to get cold. Uh, I've seen it colder. Say, where were you when he passed? He said he didn't see anyone. Uh, the smoke was kind of thick. He really scared me. He said you probably fell off. No, not me. We must be climbing. We'll be hitting the snow shed soon. Getting high. The air seems as clear as crystal. Well, let's go, kid. Where? That car up front. Now, don't mind the moving train. You'll be all right. Yeah, but I might fall. No, no, you won't. Just follow me. Well, wait till I roll this blanket. Make sure what you're going to do, then do it. All right, I'm ready. Lead the way. Take your time. Let's go. Just lean into the wind. Right. 
On your face, kid. What? Fall flat. Down, kid, down. What do you mean? On top of the car before it's too late. You're all right, kid. What happened? Everything went black. That was the first tunnel. That was close. Just keep your eyes ahead. Ready? Ready. Follow me, then. Just step over, kid. Don't look down between the cars. But the cars are swaying too much, Slim. Get set, and then leap. I watched him as he seemed to float over the break between the cars. At the end of the catwalk, I crouched tensely, with the wind seeking to push me backward. Slim walked on without looking around. Eight, nine, ten times I leaped across the gaping jaws between the cars, each time gaining more courage. I looked up and called out, Slim, Slim, it's another tunnel. He turned and waved as he did before. He was still standing when the train plunged into the smoke-filled shaft. I sprawled across the top of the car. I rose to my feet as I rubbed away the burn of the smoke from my eyes. It's the next car, kid. I rubbed my eyes again. Slim seemed to be drifting with a clinging smoke. Yeah, it gets mighty stuffy in a tunnel. He motioned me forward to the end of the car. This is it. It's about a foot and a half lower. He jumped down and walked to the front. The wind wasn't as strong there. I laid down along the catwalk. Slim stood tall and refused to listen to my plea to get down out of the cold wind. His answer was always the same. It ain't cold. Time and again, I puzzled over his words. Even though I was dressed warmly and wrapped in a blanket, I shivered with a heavy chill. It was cold. Yet Slim never complained. Snowshade ahead. Where? Along that curve over there. I looked in the direction he pointed. There in the half-light of the moon, a long shed straddled the twisting track like a thick snake. A hollow monster which protected the winding rails from drifting snows. Nearer and nearer it came, until finally the engine rushed into the funnel. And one by one the cars followed. Our car came next. We'll be stopping soon, kid. Where are we? Almost on top. Oh, I hope it doesn't get any colder. There ain't no heat in the moon at midnight. That ain't pretty anymore, either. Looks like a curved piece of cold steel. Another tunnel ahead. Yep. Swallowed by a mountain. Keep down, kid. You better get down. It's just ahead. Don't worry, kid. I'm all right. All right. There were three more tunnels and two snowsheds. Each time, my body would yield to the warm air about me. And then the train would shoot out onto the frost of the mountainside. I'd see Slim still standing with the wind tugging at his clothes. His hair fought with the cross currents of cold until it became matted. Lights ahead, kid. 
We're coming in. The top of the divide, huh? Uh-huh. We can pile off up here. Sure hope there's some heat. There's a roundhouse. I don't know if I can move or not. I'm so cold. Better stand up and move around a little bit. Yeah, that should help. Oh. Oh. Oh, am I stiff? Now, watch it when we pull into the yards. Keep down and stay out of the light. When do we get off? Let us stop first. Okay, kid. Careful now. Oh. oh, my legs. This way, into the shadows. Over here is the door into the roundhouse. Wait. Flatten yourself against the wall. Someone's coming. Okay, now. Open the door and get inside. Okay. There's a boiler over there, kid. That means heat. Now, be quiet. We can stand near that pile of sand. What's the sand for, Slim? To make the wheels grab for starting on slippery tracks. Oh, say, does this heat feel good? Quiet, kid. Gotta be careful in here. Yeah. Boy, I couldn't have taken much more cold. Well, better be getting back, kid. Slim, I'm just beginning to get warm. Well, that freight will highball soon. I sure hate to leave. Come on. Stay in the shadows. Wait. He's gone. Come on. Outside, quick. She's highballing. That's our car over there. Got it. Come on, Slim. All right, kid. All right. It's downgrade from here to Reno. Any more tunnels? Yep, one long one. And it's a bad one. Well, it couldn't be any worse than those others. A lot of loose rock in this tunnel. Hey, Slim. We're slowing down again. Yeah. Streamliner almost do. They're clearing the switch. We're on the side. I think it's colder. It's a morning moon. Hey, what's that sound? That moon? It's a streamliner. Right on time. Coming fast. Lie flat, kid. She throws cinders and dirt. Raise a dust. Huh? She'll be in Reno at five this morning. Oh, that's the way to travel. Yeah, too fast, kid. You never see anything. Well, it ain't a cold way to ride. No, no, it ain't cold. And it ain't a hungry way either. But I like this better. You see more. Slim was strangely quiet after the streamliner had passed. The expectation that had been in his face as the train climbed the western slope was gone. He didn't speak until minutes later, as the train began to twist around a curve. This is the one, kid. The train sped into the long tube, and I put my head down on my arm. The feeling of being buried alive seized me, and as I screamed against the roar, I gagged on the warm cloud around me. Suddenly, above the sound of the speeding train, I heard a crash. Something 
dropped to the car ahead and bounced over me. It careened along the catwalk and then dropped over the side. Once again, we were in the clear, cold night. I looked up and saw Slim standing as he had been before. He looked ahead. He never prayed in my life. Slim, what was it? A rock fell on the car ahead. I looked to where he pointed and saw a dent on the roof of the next boxcar. And the catwalk beside me was splintered. He never prayed out loud. What's that smell? Hot iron. The brakes are beginning to smoke. How long before the next stop? Oh, soon. They check for hot boxes. Brakes get red hot going downgrade into truck E. Well, I can't stand this cold much longer. We'll get off there. I don't remember much coming down into Truckee. The train stopped several times to check the brakes, and the moon began to disappear in the west. I lay like a shivering puppy and hoped. And all the time, Slim was there near me. Yet he too seemed to drift like the smoke trail of the train. He talked less and appeared to be in deep thought. The same warmness I'd seen in his eyes before came back once in a while. It was the fire of life. But it didn't linger long, and the lines of his face were softer now. I stood up and shook the smoke from my clothes. We're almost there, kid. My hands are numb. You'll be all right. I can just get warm. They're pulling in. What time is it? 3.30. 3.30? It ain't cold anymore. Careful, kid. I lost my grip halfway down the ladder and fell with a thud on the gravel right away. Painfully, I got to my feet and started to follow Slim across the yards. The many signal lights confused me and my feet stumbled. I rubbed my eyes and approached a double set of tracks. Slim had already crossed the first tracks when he turned quickly and yelled, Wait, kid! Wait! Watch out! Watch out! An engine rushed by me, its escaping steam licking at my legs with a warm white tongue. I felt weak all over. If Slim hadn't called, I would have stepped in front of the locomotive. Quickly, I glanced both ways and hurried across the tracks to where Slim had been standing. I called out, Slim! Slim! There was no answer. He was gone. A yardman walked nearby, his lantern swinging in a brilliant white arc. Hey, mister! Mister! Yeah? What do you want? Which way did that fellow go? What fellow? Why, the one who was standing here when that engine passed. I didn't see anybody. Why, you must have seen him around here. What was he, a hobo? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of bows around. He was a tall, slim fellow. Slim fellow, huh? He was wearing a white shirt. And a pair of ragged pants and no socks? Yeah. Yeah, that's the fellow. Was his hair kind of all twisted up, like maybe the wind had blown it? Yeah, have you seen him? Yeah, I've seen him. Where? Why, over at the warehouse. In the warehouse? Thanks. Wait a minute there, son. Yeah? Aren't you kind of mixed up? Mixed up? Where'd you come from? Why... I came over the range tonight with Slim. You mean the tall fellow? That's right. You're sure he's up at the warehouse? 
Yes, son. I've seen him there, and so have a lot of other people in the last 50 years. Some see him at Colfax, or maybe at Blue Canyon, or in Truckee. You see, Slim comes over the Great Divide every night. Whenever a hobo rides the freight, Slim rides with him to see that he makes it okay. <laughs> maybe he's real. Maybe he ain't. You mean that Slim... Can't say, son. But if you rode in on the 330, you rode in with Slim. have just heard the Columbia Workshop production of Slim by John Haywood Lovelace. The musical score was composed and conducted by Gail Kubik. The cast was as follows. Elliot Reed played the kid, Robert Dryden appeared as Slim, and Raymond Van Sickle was the railroad yardmaster. Howard G. Barnes produced and directed Slim for the Columbia Workshop. Next week, the Columbia Workshop will present an original script by Bruce Stouderman, entitled Thanks for the Memories, and Guy Della Chapa will direct. Your announcer is Sandy Becker for CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Almost a ghost story. Could have could have gone into our uh, other other series at one point or another. But good, good writing, good good script. Columbia Workshop from 1946, March 2nd, 1946. Slim, very interesting show. Okay, uh, that's it for the good old days of radio show for today. Check out the website www.goodolddaysofradio.com. Facebook page, Good Old Days of Radio Show. I guess we have an Instagram account, too. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what you look at there. So <laughs> we just were told we needed one, so we got one. Anyway, I'm, I'm too old-fashioned to know what all these things are. All right, back next week with more. I think it's the last of the adventure series, and then we'll switch to some other series. And we'll be back on Tuesday with comedy, variety, and drama. So until then, this is John Tefteller saying goodbye.